Welcome to STEAM Up the Classroom. I am Tori Cameron. I created this podcast to learn from the experts of STEAM around me. For anyone who is wondering, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Thank you so much for tuning in. episode we have several experts in the tech field. We just finished an all-day professional development on the topic of technology. So we are continuing the conversations here. First, how about we'll have everyone introduce themselves and say what your role is, where you're from, and how you got into the tech field. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'll start. All right. <laughs> I'm Colleen Terrell. I am uh, the, instructional, uh, the Director of Instructional Technology in Mashpee Public Schools down on the Cape. Um, I've been in the role for four years. This is my fourth year, actually. Um, prior, I was a seventh grade teacher for a year as we were transitioning. I did it part-time and part-time my current role. And prior to that, I was a sixth grade teacher um, for a number of years, and I taught second grade for a year, and um, have been in teaching for 18 years, and prior was a counselor um, in a whole different field. And if you told me 10 years ago, I was going to be doing this job, I would have laughed at you because <laughs> I never would have expected I am where I am. And so that's my uh, little speech of where I've been. Cool. <laughs> um, and I'm Matt Joseph. I am the Director of Digital Learning, Innovation, and Technology for the Milford Public Schools. Um, and I've been in that role about 18 months. Uh, before that, I was a principal in Natick um, and then a principal in Attleboro before that. So the last 13 years, I've been in either school-based leadership or district now. The role I'm in is district um, leadership. I was also a teacher, an elementary school teacher of third and fifth grade. Um, and a little bit between there, I was actually part of the Berkshire Wireless Learning Initiative, so we modeled it after Maine. And about 13, well, 15 years ago, we launched a one-to-one -one initiative in Berkshire County um, that all our middle school students had laptops. It's always interesting to me when it comes up as a new idea now <laughs> and you say, oh, well, 15 years ago we launched it in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Oh. And um, so that's my role and I was excited to be part of the, the Learning Day today in East Bridgewater. Yeah, and from the last episode, Erin um, Fisher. Hi, Hi again. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Erin Fisher. I'm the Technology Integration Facilitator for the East Bridgewater Public Schools. Uh, I've been in the position also for about 18 months. Uh, prior to that, I was a sixth grade math and science teacher in the same district mm -hmm. for the past 13 years. So I enjoy doing this role. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, and Erin uh, is the one who put together this awesome tech PD day for the whole district. And Thanks. she did a fabulous job. Thank you. She had some mm -hmm. fabulous presenters. I did have some <laughs> fabulous presenters. Very good presenters. <laughs> Everyone sitting here today presented. Um, and for anyone that's wondering, uh, we're all from Massachusetts. So I have a bunch of international listeners, and Fabulous. I know I gotta, That's gotta do a little humble, humble brag, not so humble, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we're all from Massachusetts in the United States. Cool. All right, so um, we talked about a bunch of different amazing things today, and I kind of just want to keep that conversation going. Um, so why don't we talk about integrating tech? and really making our classrooms blended learning experiences for the kids. And however you guys want to discuss it, if there's anything that you want to start with, and I figured we could just get that conversation rolling. So whatever you want to talk about, guys. 
so pressure. None <laughs> at all. I'll jump in. Um, I think to go off the first question about integrating technology, and I think for me being, you know, coming out of a school leadership role, one of the things I look at is are you integrating technology to support learning or are you integrating technology tools just because? And I think that's critical in the role that we have is that is the technology enhancing the learning? And I think that's a critical piece that often gets overlooked where we're just doing technology for technology's sake. And for me, when I think about the infusing technology into learning, it has to be supporting what the students are trying to learn because it can take them to places that once were unthinkable to reach with the research and the videos and the content and the collaboration that can happen. So for me, that's a big piece is that is, is it supporting learning? Mm -hmm. I have to agree. And, you know, we talk a lot about it. Um, Matt and I have had this conversation and also with other tech people that it's not just that tool. It's really marrying the curriculum and the tech together and making it work. And you shouldn't just look at your lesson plans or your units and then the tech. That should be talked about together and bringing it together so it's active learning. It's bringing what they're, they're doing and engaging the kids. And, you know, opening their worlds up and exposing them to different people or different ideas that you wouldn't have otherwise. And it's not just substitution in the SAMR model. We're really redefining what we're doing in the classrooms and, and opening the eyes of the kids. And yeah, definitely it's that engagement and that first exposure that gets them hooked, but you can't stay there. And you really have to bring it beyond that. And that's where that, that marriage comes into play. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, analogy you made with the, rep, the marriage between curriculum and technology when they started this position. They started two district-wide positions and we're the only district-wide positions, the tech facilitator and the curriculum facilitator. And her office and my office are right there and we go to every meeting together and every initiative we're both in. So even today she's running the, the data district, the district data team and I'm usually with her on that. She runs she runs that piece but I'm always her support and then same thing with um, she presented today at our tech PD day on a tool that I was showing her how to use with curriculum and we feel the same way and we're she's like my work wife <laughs> so we are really we're like married here so <laughs> I couldn't agree more with that statement but it's also really important to have that support too because mm -hmm. if the curriculum mm -hmm. person was uninterested in tech that would make it very difficult for you yes. to do your job and to get anything to the kids and to get the teachers on board and I think that's critical as you, you know, listen to where we came from, we all came from an educator background and really bringing those skills as instructors, as lesson planners, as teachers who collaborate, that as we morph into the new kind of direction that the ed tech is going in, it's about instruction. Mm -hmm. And all of us here were classroom teachers in one capacity and one level and we take that lens into what we're doing and I think that creates the support that we have that we're able to talk about it from an instructional lens not from a technician lens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and everyone here also likes to ask for ideas and and see what's out there um, I know Matt you and I and Aaron, we chatted um, a few weeks ago about just seeing what other districts are doing mm -hmm. and you guys coming to this district proves that you are interested in seeing what we're doing and we're inter interested in seeing what you guys are doing and finding new ways to use technology that you already have or new programs and also just spreading the word. 
And that's what's really cool about days like this because where else do you have an entire day devoted to teachers checking out what's out there? And uh, I know when I, pre I was presenting today, I wanted to really get hands-on and let um, the teachers use the programs and explore how they are as students and how it works as teachers and just having that chance to play around because, I mean, what, our preps are 45, 50 minutes, not a lot of time in the week. And if you're really exploring, you're doing it on your own, or you're doing it at home on your couch, or you're talking on Twitter, or seeing, you know, seeing who's tried these different programs and stuff like that. So it's nice to have that support system. This is our, our teacher's favorite PD day. Many of them will say this is their favorite day, and it is because we give them the time. We, we present, but we also give them the time to look at the tools and talk to each other and see how it will support their instruction and not be their instruction as Matt talked about with um, blended learning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? So I heard recently, and I, as I say in my classroom, potty language. <laughs> it was sixth graders. I'm like, nope, don't ask each other for what grade you got. That's potty language. But anyway, so <laughs> potty language for the tech world. Um, I heard recently that technology is just good teaching. And I figured, what do you guys think about that? Well, I can see all your faces. You're like, mm, I love that you call it body language. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is, though, if you think about it, and we'll discuss why. But what, why is, I mean, I get where people are coming from when they say, oh, it's just good teaching. You just got to you know, teach to your best. But what does that even mean? What does technology is just good teaching mean? And how is it? Like, how can we change that dialogue? What do you guys think? Well, I think to say it's good teaching is kind of being condescending to good teaching. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy to just roll the balls out and play a football game or play a baseball game just because you have the equipment. And to provide teachers with the equipment doesn't necessarily make it good teaching because you're using digital learning. It could just be a digital worksheet that doesn't push thinking. So when I think of good teaching, I think of activities that stretching the learner and having them be critical thinkers. If you're using the technology for those skills, then it's incorporating good teaching practice. But technology alone, um, just like anything alone, writing alone, you know, speech, having a speech by itself is not good teaching in isolation. And we have plenty of teachers who, you know, don't use technology that have <coughs> good teaching happening in their rooms. Right. Um, you know, everything has its place. Technology doesn't make good teaching. Teachers make good teaching. And you can use technology to definitely enhance and, and make it so that they can look at it in a different way or you know, use a different part of their mind or um, create something that they would have not been able to without. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You had a couple examples in the session um, about sharing your story about students using technology that you wouldn't think was technology, like Google Cardboard or different things. Mm -hmm. What was, I, I don't recall exactly what that was. Uh, Google Cardboard does actually use technology, <laughs> but it is mm -hmm. cardboard. It's like our old viewfinders. And so you look into it, but you put your phone in there, and it can be Google Expedition, where it will take you on a tour for a place, 
or 360 video and you can actually go on a roller coaster or go swim with the dolphins or the sharks and it's just a simple tool but it, it takes the kids to places they never would have gone otherwise. So you can walk on the Great Wall in China or do whatever and that's really where the technology comes into play mm -hmm. and not every lesson lends itself to technology right. so you're not going to use it for everything. But when you do use it, you do want to expand their mind. You do want to try out something new and, and extend their thinking and um, see what happens from there. A, a teacher in our session shared that her class was doing uh, presentations on um, something on science, some poster boards. But then the teacher used Flipgrid to have the kids reflect on what did they do, what did they learn, what was the whole process. And that's taking it to a different level and making them think critically and self-reflect. So that's where it comes in and really enhances the learning. Yeah. And, and the more we do and, and participate in days like this, I know was um, part of the last question, but it's seeing what other people are utilizing for good strategies for instructing and having those conversations because even though the three of us, well, the four of us here talking are in the education profession, are teachers to by trade, we come at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. having those different lenses and incorporating the tools that are now available to us, that's what makes it good teaching and it's naive to think you can't go somewhere else and learn. I mean even being a, you know, I presented three sessions today and did the morning kickoff and learned more from being a listener and learned Flipgrid from, from, from our session and learned some of the topics that we talked about last time, how to use Pear Deck in a different way and both of those things I didn't know before coming here. So being that learner is just as important to being a good teacher mm -hmm. because that's how you're going to incorporate it into what you're doing. Yeah, I had so many people today ask, where did you even hear about this program? And like, why did you decide to start using it? And it's just, well, someone told me that it was awesome and I wanted to try it myself. <laughs> yeah. And I realized that it is awesome and now here I am presenting on it because I gush in love and tell everyone how amazing these programs are. And it's just, you just got to ask those questions or tell people like, hey, I found this new program, you got to check it out. And whether or not those people are interested, I'm, not everyone's interested in it. Not everyone's going to want to pursue it. But, nope. but it only takes one that does. one person they do trust that True. will get them to try it. So it may not be me, and it may not be you, and it may not be you. <laughs> but eventually, <laughs> somebody. somebody will catch on because it will ripple, you know, and then that one person that they always listen to will tell mm. them. And then it's a kicker because they'll say, oh, my gosh, I'm using this great tool because so-and-so showed me, and I was like, oh. I showed you that tool like <laughs> months ago, but because it was from me, you know. It's kind of the same thing where, <laughs> like, I'll have the kids teach each other in class because I can tell them the same thing a hundred different ways, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if one of their peers tells it to them, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I made the connection. That's I had my collaboration. Collaboration yeah. is so important. And, so important. And, and one of the things I saw today, because um, I had a break between the morning keynote and my first session, I was able to visit some of the classes. I thought it was excellent, besides the great work that you did to put this together, Erin, that the facilitators were modeling good teaching practice, just to bring it back <laughs> to you, yeah. where uh, they were disseminating some information, which is critical, can't just be a free-for-all, but they were disseminating some information and then the teachers were utilizing it and utilizing the tools. So I thought that was impressive today that the teachers, uh, the instructors, were also modeling some good teaching strategies of allowing students to be active learners, not to bring that you know, back into play from the morning, but participating, being learners in the session that we did. We were kind of bouncing things off each other that we had never tried before, live time. And I mm -hmm. think for students to see that, that their teachers do, 
and for our participants today, for teachers to see the presenters do that, it just breeds confidence. Like, oh, yeah. these are the experts, as you called us, but they're you struggling through some of what we're doing. I'm going to feel more confident doing that too. So trying some of those out. Yeah, from your presentation this morning, <laughs> I took a picture of your presentation because I don't know if anything, like if I could write this in the sky for everyone to read like every day, I would. Students don't come to school to watch teachers work and it's a picture of a teacher <laughs> lecturing in the front of the room. I like basically fell off my chair with enthusiasm <laughs> for that. And, and at the same time, I think some uh, were cursing your name I'm at the same <laughs> time. But, Probably. You know, That's okay. You plant the seed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's not meant to be something that you have to you have to turn into immediately. It's going to take time for, for everyone to, just as a society, to change the way teachers are viewed. And, and um, one of my, one of my oh, it's, I think it's my primary STEM chat, gotta love them, my Australian friends, they, one of the, our chats we talked about, um, instead of calling teachers teachers, they call them like learning facilitators. And I it like kind that. of changes mm -hmm. your mindset. Like, hmm, how can you facilitate learning today? Instead of, um, it's just, I feel like it just changes your way of thinking. And I, and I try and do that when I create lessons. Like, how can I facilitate their learning? Because I don't want to be the one with a hoarse voice at the end of the day. I don't want to be the one that has zero energy because I've been up at the front of the room like yap, 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 yap. Mm -hmm. And I want my students to be moving. I want them to be hands-on. I want them to be creating and thinking and have a chance to do that. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. It's the way that we've always done it. Right. And we've always hard. been the sage on the stage, if you right. will. And yeah. so we've got to stop that thinking. And, but it is a culture shift. It and is. right, just in society, too. Right. Because they expect that that's how we were all raised. So they mm -hmm. expect to walk into a classroom as Rose and the teacher. Yeah. And yet, if you have flexible thinking and seating, you're going to have different, uh, a different classroom and a different appearance and a different approach. And then you're going to get the facilitator. Yeah. And I like that, a learning facilitator. I think we should change it. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> Let's go on yeah. a movement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I like that, too. But so. I think that's true. The one doing the talking is the one doing the learning. And just mm -hmm. like the one yeah, totally being like active is the one learning. And we, as adults, learn just as much from making mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fixing something mm -hmm. or directions or like, oh, I'm never going to forget that again. Well, why? Oh, because I made a mistake. And I think it's a control piece yeah. for me. And, and, and seeing that, you know, putting on my principal hat for a minute, that teachers often are worried about giving up the control. Yeah. Like, yeah. what will that look like? And, and, and my plea, and I had a session with administrators today, is create a culture of taking risks for staff, too. Because if staff is willing to take risks and having things not work out as well, they're going to allow the students to do that, too. And maybe it is a day that the students talk the whole time or they, they develop lessons, let a student teach. Whatever it is, the goal is about learning and that the students retain the information, right. not about covering anything. Mm -hmm. How you get there is, is, is what makes the teachers valuable. How you get there, you direct it. You don't always have to be doing it. And then they can carry over 
into the real world just how to problem solve and to, to be okay with feeling. I mean, they saw the two of us present today together for the first time. We'd talked it through and tweeted or connected, emailed, but we'd never presented together before. So, you know, I dropped something or I kept <laughs> messing up the slideshow, but it's good to feel <laughs> like that because yeah. then people can in the audience can see that's okay, that's real, and I can do that. If they're supposed to be the experts up front, haha. Um, and we, you know, I screwed up, then that's good, that's okay. And I think it gives them that license to go ahead and, all right, I can mess this up and I can go into my classroom and say to the kids, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're gonna try it together. Yeah. And that's what you should do and not be afraid of that and let the kids jump in and say, well, I can help you. And mm -hmm. you know, that's where you really grow. And I did that all the time with my students mm -hmm. and they loved it. It was like, wow, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I've done that too. Nope, I don't. <laughs> I'll say, guys, I've never used this program before, but I really want to, so you guys want to do it with me? And they're like, yes. Yeah. And they like that. They like to be like, ooh, we're the first kids we get to help out. <laughs> and I mean, I can't say that for seniors in high school, but um, the sixth graders sure enjoy it. And the younger grades that I've taught, they've enjoyed it too. But um, I think they carry that with them and will kind of push yeah. their teachers as they go when they have that experience with you. So it's that side door in, you know? It's happening in your class. Well, then, hey, do you know last year we used to do this? We tell, we'll show yeah. you. And they will. Yeah. It was so um, funny. One of the uh, people in my presentation, I presented on class crafts today. If anyone's wondering, we talked about it in the episode with Aaron last time. <laughs> um, but <laughs> he was like, oh, I want to use this in my room. I'm so excited but I definitely can't tell my son about it because he's going to go into school tomorrow and be like, you have to use this, this is a new program. And he was like, I don't want him to like harass the teacher and be like, you have to use this new program. But like, I wish I could totally understand. But if one of my kids came to me so enthusiastic saying like they just learned or heard about this new awesome program, I would definitely be intrigued. Mm -hmm. I have to look it up. I think he should yeah. let him, his son go and tell her. <laughs> But Why not? I know. I mean, I, that's how we learn of new things. Mm -hmm. that's right. I want to appease the kids to an extent, like as long as they're learning, obviously. But if they're interested in something, obviously, why not go for it? Yeah, it's that hook. Right. Yeah. And the hook's important. Gets them coming off the bus every day. Well, exactly. And, and, and kids, students, regardless of age, from preschool up, they're going to take risks in their learning. They learn by trying. Mm -hmm. They learn by being exploratory learners. And we have to model that as educators and what we do. It goes back to the, the mm -hmm. good teaching and the, what's technology, you know, where's the goal of that? It's giving students opportunities and teachers opportunities. It just, mm -hmm. it's another tool in the instructional toolbox that you can utilize. It's not the only one, but students are going to explore. If they need to find something out, they're going to take out their phones, they're going to take out mm -hmm. their computers, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. And we have to model that as educators in our role allow students to figure it out and we cannot be you know I call them jumpers you don't have to jump right in to help every time it's okay to let students kind of figure it out yeah. have a create a culture that they ask somebody else for help or you work as a, as a team because we do mm -hmm. that as as adults some often too quick I'm sure teachers of tomorrow will be like Aaron, that was a great session. Can you help me yes. do X? <laughs> Did you My try it out? My calendar blows up now <laughs> after this day. <laughs> Did I you try it out like four no, bookings but today. Can you help <laughs> me out? And I think that's, we have to model that as the leaders of this, is to let students try it out. Right, but I also, I also think it's good because how many kids now come up and say, oh, is this question right? Am I doing this okay? How am I doing? I mean, this is good. Like, you know, it's constant. In my room, it's constant. The kids are like, uh, is this okay? Like, I did this instead. It's just like, 
go for it, guys. Try it out. Let's see. Does it work? Right. You know, it's not that's not the case for every single situation, obviously, but they I don't know and I can't remember who I was talking to this about, but there's just been a shift where kids are afraid to take risks mm -hmm. and they're afraid to fail in class and I I want them to know that it's okay. Like it's fine. I fail every day and I learn from them and and I learn from my mistakes and it's okay to fail. And I think and sometimes as we talk about this shift, it's we have to as you know, educators get away from planning backwards from the solution. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want students to come up with. Let me plan my, my lesson backwards. And you know, I use this elementary, I was an elementary principal, but it would drive me crazy to walk down the hallway in December and see all the snowmen look exactly the same because all the big circles were cut out, all the medium circles were already cut out, all the little circles, and they all look the same and they're all you know white snow. So we have to model that in our learners. Like, Don't go from the answer backwards. Obviously, there's times that you have to get the specific answer and you know, some sciences or there could be explosion or math <laughs> when there's, there's one answer. However, if it's a dialogue or discussion, plan to have essential questions and mm -hmm. then let students discuss and come up with and maybe they present the wrong answer and that's okay mm -hmm. because you talk about teach a moment of like all right that wasn't right why is that let's let's discuss that yeah so funny actually um, I was home visiting my parents over February vacation and um, my mom brought up probably the like it's like the story that will always be brought up Every, every few years, you know? <laughs> And now that I'm in uh, sixth grade, this happened to me in sixth grade, so it's, it's come up a few times since uh, September. And my mom's like, remember when you were in your social studies class? And she's gonna listen to this, so she's gonna be like, Tori, I don't sound like that. Hi, Tori's mom. <laughs> uh, hi, Tori's mom. Um, so basically, uh, my teacher in social studies in sixth grade, she said to the class, um, where do we get our iron from? And I was so sure of myself. I can remember just shooting my hand up and basically being the kid that's falling out of their chair because <laughs> they knew. I knew that answer. And she was like, oh, God, I have to pick Tori. So um, she chose me, and I said, from our cereal, like Cheerios. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I know this. Because I used to read the back of the the cereal box while I was eating breakfast and I, I would fold them <laughs> and, I would, and I would get bored on the actual fun part of the cereal box and then I start reading the nutritional values and um and there I we are it's the iron right was on there and and it, her reaction was hilarious she was like well I was looking more for where we get iron in general like from the earth <laughs> um, but you're not wrong, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, I just feel like it's a funny example of where you, sometimes you never really know. You can ask a question and not realize it can go in that direction, yeah, right. but then it started the conversation, why is there iron in Cheerios and iron in the earth, and how does that connect? And I think we focus on the end so much, that's where the mm -hmm. grade is, that's what's reported, and I, and I understand all of that, but we don't as a whole, I know it's an umbrella statement, but we don't put enough uh, the emphasis on the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How are you getting there? The answer is one thing, but the process, who did you collaborate? Who did you work with? What, did, what resources did you find? How did you incorporate that in your thinking? 
And if we spend more time on the process, that's when we're infusing the technology because the technology enhances the process. Are you going to do research? Are you going to do a presentation? Are you going to do a podcast? Are you going to do mm -hmm. you know, a, a video chat? Are you going to Skype in because you're homesick? Whatever that is, that's, cool. that's mm -hmm. where the, the technology is enhancing the process. It's not the end result. Right. And those are other true life skills. Those are the skills we're right. going to use as adults. That's what we're doing now, collaboration, research. Those are the true life skills, the process. Not Absolutely. necessarily, I mean, how often are we taking an assessment? <laughs> right. Not as We're adults, not. Right. so. But that's it. you know going back to your example, how much you could do with that. Okay, so the irons in the earth had to get in the Cheerios, yeah. and although she never thought of going in that direction, what a process <laughs> and the critical thinking skills that were involved. And okay, take out your Chromebook. Let's go figure out how to. Where do we look this up? Yep. You know that that's cool, and that's when you're allowing your you know letting go of the control and kind of letting the process yeah. happen and, and really cool using it. That. Yeah, that's she was way ahead of her uh, time. Yeah, she was, <laughs> I mean she was. She just a side note. She traveled all over the world, went into the pyramids, oh. and bicycled across America. Like those are the teachers you remember because. They're cool. Like, wow, you're <laughs> amazing. And she actually called home to my mom after I answered that iron question because she was like, I just couldn't even believe it was in that <laughs> reaction. <laughs> Which I didn't know about. My mom just told me that. Um, that's a couple days ago. I was like, she called home? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess everyone was just in hysterics. And now the world knows my story of yeah. iron. So I can't believe I just told the world. That's fine. So your class will be sponsored by Cheerios. But yeah, yeah, I know. General Mills, <laughs> right? Podcast is <laughs> Sponsored by Jerry. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> General Mills, anyone? Yeah. Good iron fortification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never know. <laughs> could have been worse. You could have said your closet is where you got your yeah. iron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was waiting to hear <laughs> about the to iron with yes. the ironing board. I was <laughs> waiting. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Jerry was but not so it definitely expected. took a turn. <laughs> yeah, it took a turn. But just what you're saying, too, um, the conversation can really take a turn when there's multiple meanings to words, especially if you have ESL. Um, mm -hmm. Kids in your mm -hmm. class, you mm -hmm. really have to identify what it is you are trying to talk about and the possibilities of other topics. You know, you could really take that. What else is an iron? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. but okay. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, another thing to fire you guys up. There's always the naysayers. And Erin and I talked about naysayers last time just a little bit, but even, even on tech days, Yep. Professional development oh, days, you'll have those. They'll have those naysayers. So, how did we get them on board? What do you guys think? So, I presented a session today, and um, you know, real world. So, went to present a tool, had um, the teachers sign in, and had you know, synced it with Google Classroom. But because they joined Google Classroom after I had assigned it, and they were already teachers, recognized as teachers in the particular mm -hmm. program, and not as students, I wanted them to try it as students. It all went. Awry. Happened to me too. And today. of course, <laughs> when you're showing a new tool and you're like, this is a great tool, you're going to really enjoy using it. A lot of teachers enjoy using it. And then they're like, ah! It kind of shuts them down, which, mm. which is unfortunate, but that does happen. So y I took a step back and I said, this is a good tool. A lot of teachers are already using it. You know, it's a digital assessment tool, so it's not a, a wow factor or anything that's super fun all the time, but digital assessment is, you know, a reality with MCAS. So mm. Um, I, you know, other teachers are using it. Luckily, I had some other teachers in the room. <laughs> so that goes back to, I always tie into, like, 
you know, my cheerleaders and my little bees that buzz yeah. the tech around because I, c I looked at third grade and I just said, right, third grade, I know that you've used this tool this year to practice digital assessment. Oh, yeah, and it's great. And then they've never had a problem with it. So I said, so we'll, we'll try again and we'll step back. And that's all I could do. And then, you know, we started fresh again. And everybody by the end of the session had made a digital assessment, which was the goal, so they could have a digital assessment to practice with with their students. And they, you know, I think calmed down a little bit. But, yeah. you know. You just modeled stuff. failure with them. Though. Yeah, <laughs> and I did, and I failed. <laughs> and that was okay. And, and but you stepped back and fixed so it. <laughs> you know, and you know, one of failure the teachers was really great because he said, well, this is great. He said, not everything's always going to work, so it's good True. for us to see it. And I, and through Perfect. going through it after that and talking, other teachers were talking about how they use this particular tool, they could say like, oh, do, you know, you didn't have us in the Google Classroom when you assigned it. That's why we joined the Google Classroom after you assigned it. And another one said, and I'm already in as a teacher, so it wouldn't recognize me as a student. So it was good conversation. So I think for the naysayers, you just kind of sometimes have to talk them off the ledge because yeah. naysaying is really sometimes fear. Yeah, it I is really fear. just fear mm -hmm. wrapped up in I've a package. I've said this, we've talked about it. Change is scary. Change, it's hard to change. And I think sometimes they feel like they're those that are are anti anything, not just the anti technology. It's because um, they feel like it's a, a criticism because yeah. you know, because I'm not using it, you don't think I'm good. And that's never what it is. It's just that you know this will help you change and evolve, not that what you're doing is not good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, teacher, being a teacher is a profession where you constantly have to evolve, especially now. I'm, I can't say for what it was like in 1920. <laughs> whatever, but like, you I'm glad you went way back. I know, I know. Really? But I mean, it's hard. It's hard because you have the things that you really like, and you're like, oh, I want to do this every year, but is like five years down the road, I can gush and gush about the programs I like right now, but five years down the road, what is it going to look like for me? My classroom right. could be entirely different. Mm -hmm. And it is scary to think like, oh, I have all these plans. I have all, all this time that I've put into it. I'm like, oh, well, that But that's work. good teaching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to evolve and, and, and with I, your students. I agree you have that, to evolve that, and that change. change is what stresses yeah. people out. Yeah. And yeah. I think that leads to naysayers as we're talking about that. It's change. And I think the best thing to do is just you know on top of what you said i thought was fabulous is to be transparent this is what it's going to look like mm -hmm. after because when you can see when people are concerned about the uncertainty that leads to the stress and i think for teachers mm -hmm. what's my classroom going to look like when 25 kids open a chromebook mm -hmm. they don't know because they've never experienced it or yeah. they haven't tried these so i think another strategy is being very transparent of this is what it's going to look like Here's a classroom, I'll video a class who's doing it, come see a classroom with me. And I think it's just saying this is what it's going to look like. But one thing not to do is to slow down and stop. Yeah. yeah. Slow down to explain, to say this is happening and we're moving forward. We can go a little bit slow at first, but this is what it's going to look like and how are we going to support you. And find your support system too. Whether right. or not you're getting the support from the people you need, if you're not, find it. You know, mm -hmm. that's how I started my Twitter, I'm like, I have questions. I want people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to ask your Worked out good for me because <laughs> I've had some support. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to head out. So bye. All right, nice. Bye. Thank you. Before you leave, just let the people know how to contact you. Oh, you can contact me on Twitter. I'm My handle is Mrs. Aaron Fisher. And you can also send me email at did I give out my email last time, actually? You said that you prefer not to do your email. I did say I preferred not to do my email. 
You can tweet me at, yeah. at Mrs. Erin Fisher. I can always slide yeah. into your DMs. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then we'll talk email after that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't want my email exploding. Creating a <laughs> friendship first email. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you can even text me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Erin. Bye, Erin. So you want to continue the conversation about naysayers? <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> I think naysayers, especially in our role, we see it all the time. You, you get teachers that are afraid. They're, they're scared, and they don't know what's going to happen. But I have a, an example of a gentleman who's since retired. But my first year in my, in my role in instructional tech, I used to do a Tech Tuesday. I still do, actually. And after school, teachers come by and, and drop in and learn something. Oh, cool. And this gentleman put his fingers up made a cross and said, not in my room, no tech. Oh, no. Yes, which was okay. And I thought, okay. And so slowly he'd see things happen when he was forced in PD or <laughs> he'd drop by and, you know, and kind of notice that we were in yeah. a room. But then he came in and stopped and was curious. And then he called me and said, can you show me how to do that Google slide thing? And you were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did a little dance, a little party. So I, I just always feel like you just have to keep planting that seed, keep exposing. And um, our tech director, Sean, um, talks about going sideways. When I first took the job, he said, just think you're going in sideways. You're going to teach somebody, and then they'll teach somebody because it will catch on. So you're a sideways teacher. I said, okay, I can, I can handle that. So you're in the side door. Um, you're not in the back. You're going to get your Eeyores, and, but you're going to get your, your cheerleaders and your um, you know, Winnie the Pooh is going to take off. So yeah. we're hoping that they all take off and, and, I, and really learn. And I think it brings in a lot of what we talked about today that when there are, you know, continuing to talk about possible naysayers, the role is evolving. So you're now getting teachers doing the leading. Yeah. And hearing it from another educator who's either walked the walk in some capacity, may not be the exact same, but has planned lessons, who's read IEPs, mm -hmm. who's mm -hmm. been evaluated, and having this new wave of um, tech leaders come through with an educational background definitely helps with supporting teachers who are, are slower to see the benefits. But also, we also talked about reaching out and seeing what other people are doing because it's something that, you know, not to continue to say the word naysayers, but teachers who are yeah. slower to come along can find support without even identifying themselves. Yeah. So right. They could go to Twitter and put in, how do you use X tool? Or go to Teachers Pay Teachers, or go to Twitter and hashtag blended learning ideas all on your own and I think because of those resources that's the reason why we're continuing to take a step forward mm -hmm. and I think superintendents are starting to see that mm -hmm. I think the leaders in the technology education um, and one of the you know articles I just posted for blended learning day not a shameless plug but <laughs> hey, to take the word mm -hmm. blending out of it and it says it's just learning it's not yeah, blended true. learning day it's a learning day and we're using the tools, and I think that's critical. And the more we talk about, the more we have days we're having today, the more we, you know, cross collaborate. They're gonna say, "Oh, you're saying it because you work here. You're saying it because you're the tech director here." When you get people from other districts and, and having that connection, yeah, this is just the where the paradigm shift is in education. Yeah, and I think it's important for teachers to see what else is out there. And nothing, yeah. this is not against any teacher that starts in a district and ends their career in the district 30, 40 years later. But I do think there's something to be said about seeing 
what other teachers are doing outside of the district, whether that is you're watching videos or you're visiting. Um, like my aunt came and visited me uh, just because she heard me talking about tech. She was like, I want to see what you're doing. So she came and visited. Like, how cool is that? And I just, I wish there was more opportunities for teachers to be able to do that because in other areas of you know, business in the world, like you can go visit other businesses. My husband, he does um, leasing and he goes and shops other apartments and he sees like how they're doing it and he gets shopped and they see like how he's doing it. So it happens everywhere and I just wish there was a chance for teachers to really have that opportunity too because that's where you get those new ideas and you build those friendships and you find support where you might not have gotten support before or something. You know, I <laughs> I said today in my presentation, a good teacher is also a good thief. And everyone <laughs> laughed, so but it's true. <laughs> you you want to take a couple ideas from here, take a couple ideas from there. Giving credit, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Digital citizenship. Credit where credit is, but if you steal away, <laughs> that's the whole idea. Right, but if you're seeing someone do something amazing, you're like, wow, I love the way that they're doing groups or something like that. Try it out, take it. And I'm, uh, I'm going to go one step further, not saying being a thief, because <laughs> that, that didn't sound right coming off of that, but <laughs> I led a session with you know, district leaders, and I do a lot of the work with principals and superintendents. That has to be part of your improvement mm -hmm. plan for your school, that mm -hmm. teachers see other teachers. Yeah. And I know I wrote my dissertation on school culture, and that was one of the number one data points that teachers want to have interpersonal relationships with other teachers where they get to see how they teach. They get mm -hmm. to see what they're doing because so it's critical. So principals, teachers, I know you're all listening. <laughs> That's got to be part of what you incorporate into your core values in your school and your leadership. Yeah, uh, it's, it's how you build relationships. It's how you build enthusiasm and it's how people learn new things. And it just it shouldn't be seen as a negative. I think like after teachers have finished student teaching, where you've finished all of your observation hours and you're now a full on teacher, if you're told like, oh, you should go observe this classroom, I think there is a negative connotation yeah. with it. And it but from some administrators it could be negative, you know, it could feel negative, but I think if we change that mindset but that it, it becomes the norm that isn't a yeah. negative it's often where if you are struggling with a certain technique or, right. or lesson launch or lesson closure go see so-and-so because they're great at oh well that the, you know yeah. your shoulders drop yeah. where it's almost i know when i was principal of memorial it was show off something in your class and we had a staff meeting that you grouped in fours and you went into each other's cool. class and you got to show it off and we don't do enough of that in our profession there's things that we're proud of but right. maybe if we talk about it then it's like ooh, i was like, super excited to come down here and, and speak and, and kick off the day not because it's the matt joseph show but because i got to meet people and and share some of the things i've seen in different areas and for me that's what we have to breed in our schools. And I know we're talking a technology podcast yeah. and an innovation, but that's how it starts, is having those connections so that you can include all of those ideas and thoughts. Right, and we Absolutely. talk about genius hours for students oh, giving them a spotlight. Give the spotlight to the teachers. Give them a genius hour. Let them shine on um, what they're doing, because everyone has something that they're super proud of. Everyone wants yeah. to shine the spotlight, you know? And I mean, the things that we're talking about, obviously, 
I'm not trying to be perfect at anything that I'm doing. And, and I've said this in podcasts before, like I can talk about having blended learning and, and all the tech and everything, but every single day I'm trying to better myself and I'm like not where I want to be yet. I don't know if I'll ever be where I want to be yet because there's always room for growth. And, and that's anyone good that's teaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone that's <coughs> listening, it's, it's always a learning curve. And, um, and, but I'd, I'd like to get the conversation started so that people can join in and, and we are maybe from this podcast they get a little idea and even if it's one little tiny thing, then they'll try it. Or We're doing a lot of um, observing. So our middle high school, um, they have a duty taken away so that they can then at that point go observe another teacher. Oh. Or our pre-K through two just incorporated um, pineapple charting. And what is so that? Mm -hmm. if you've read anything, you should look it up on Twitter. It's okay. pretty cool. So um, you can, it's basically like observe me, the hashtag observe me, which is also yeah. on Twitter. Um, I'm doing something in my class and I want you to come check it out. And there's a big schedule. And so you can go put it on your schedule and people can come in and cool. see it. And so the administration is covering some of the classes or some of our paraprofessionals so that How the so teachers funny. can go in and see it, which is awesome because, you know, before um, I, I teach a grad course in, in my district and one of my teachers, one of their lessons was to go observe somebody else and then write about it. She said, I can't, I can't go and observe one of my peers. I said, mm. yes, you can. You should go, go learn from them um, and she was too afraid so now that's part of their culture in that school that's it's building awesome. it which is pretty neat is so, so awesome. I do recommend pineapple charting uh, we did have a kickoff session which was pretty amazing cool. and yeah because I feel like people were probably a little unsure of it at the beginning yeah. right? like that's, no one signed up that's and then very like that important the last piece you just said is talking about the why of doing it because right. I think that will ease the back channeling of chatter why are we doing this are they who's watching us are that in turns what are they getting out of this? Right, and, and yeah. I think that is the flip of the conversation that turns to positive. Yeah, and also it's hard to be the one, it's, it's hard on both sides. It's hard to hear like, oh, this is what they're doing, but it's also hard to be like, hey guys, guess what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Because you don't yeah. want to be like that person that's like, hey guys, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, she'd just be quiet. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's, it, yeah, and that's yeah. an awesome opportunity for those teachers to well, be able and to. even to see the matriculation of students mm -hmm. so our I know the schools are separated differently here We're in, in Milford fifth grade is in our three through five school and sixth grade starts middle school if the sixth grades could come down and watch how the fifth grades are incorporating one-to-one -one technology they'll know what to expect coming forward and vice versa mm -hmm. you know seeing uh, not just your grade level but either one above or below I say the same thing to principals go into different buildings yeah. and I think that's very important because knowing just goes back to you know we talked about the naysayer the unsureness that's probably not even a word but <laughs> being unsure <laughs> is what really creates stress mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean being unsure in life creates stress right you know yes. <laughs> yeah. waiting for that unknown <laughs> right yeah yeah you don't want that also in your profession too because then you won't look forward to going to work but you diving know. in and doing is important. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And being okay with whatever outcome comes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the PD that I presented on today, um, I did it on Seesaw and Classcraft. If anyone was following me on Twitter, I've just been like, Wah! all day long. I'm just so excited. Both but are pretty awesome. Yeah, both <laughs> are so awesome. And both are things that I never even knew about before this year. And so I took a huge risk just trying it out in my room, seeing seeing if the kids liked it. And who knows if the kids next year will like them or not, but it's working this year and I'm loving it. And um, if I hadn't taken that risk, 
of doing the free trials and, and all that, then I would have never realized how beneficial it can be for my teaching. Yeah. Yeah, take those little, little baby steps. Do. Exactly. And I just have to say the PD day here with a lot of, I think Erin said 21 of your staff members were the facilitators. That's huge. And the yeah. more that we get to learn from each other, that's where the sideways teaching is happening because then they feel comfortable to go to a peer. Hey, you taught us how to do this. Can you just come back in? I don't understand. Can yeah. you help me? Well, I'm, I'm and nervous. it brings in different um, educators from different grades in our in the sessions. Right. The sessions were cross-pollinated for, you know, except the ones that were like, this is for first and second grade specific, yeah. you know, piece. But for the most part, it was pre-K to 12 teachers mm -hmm. all in the same room. I know. And they don't cool get that to chance to communicate, I'm sure. Yeah. We don't. It was yeah. cool to have a kindergarten teacher and a, um, a 12th grade, like, upper classman teacher um, being in the same room because you can talk about things that you wouldn't otherwise have a chance to, you know? Like, yeah. how is it working for your room? How is it working for my room? You know? Just so different. Yeah. I know we had um, a group of, of doing a, a Twitter chat and um, learning Twitter for the first time. And oh. it was an assistant principal, preschool teacher, seventh grade and eighth grade teachers, high school teacher. It was so nice, the diversity that was going on as far yeah. as what they are exposed to every day and what they teach. And they're learning so much from each other. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter and they, are huge you know, they get too. to know each other in this district. Mm -hmm. It's during those days they never see each other. I mean, I work through the district, Matt works through the district, so we know all the staff, so, um, but not everybody gets to see right. how awesome everyone is. Right, so. and I mean, there's teachers that I would see on the street and not know that I work with them. Yeah. Because I just don't see them. Right. And it's great to have days like this where I can build more relationships that I want. Right. You know, I want these relationships. I want to. And maybe you can talk. go across buildings, not just yeah. across classrooms, which would be amazing. Right, and be like, hey guys, like let's get our classrooms together. Let's like, right. do projects together yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, goals, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. There you go. Crossing the dream. Living the dream. Yes. But is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Tech, innovation, teacher life. I think Tech it's just wise. exciting. I think it's an exciting mm -hmm. time, and I know we've been we've been going for a bit here, and I don't want to go too long. But I think the la my only last challenge as we kind of wrap up is try something new. When you mm -hmm. listen to this, in the you know forty eight hours after you listen to this, follow five new people and share something with all of them, and try something new in your classroom as an instructor or as a leader, or do something different. Yeah. And I think when you do that it's like planting a seed and then it just continues to grow and flower and I think that's that's what I would wrap up with I think yeah. really talking about um, how you can expand yourself you know I have never been down to East Bridgewater mm -hmm. I made the connection through Twitter and now was able to you know connect and, and collaborate and I think I'm gonna take some things I learned today and apply it to, to Milford tomorrow and cool. that would be how I would you know my last piece is to do something like that. If someone wants to reach out to me, as, as Aaron talked about, my Twitter is, you know, at Matthew X Joseph is my the Twitter that I utilize for, you know, blogging and, ex, you know, some of my thought processes me happy to reach out. You said you had some friends down in Australia. One of my favorite Love Twitter them. chats is Aussie ED. And yes. I can't wait for the time change here so that I can <laughs> join back on because it's like 4.30 in the oh morning. Oh my God, here. that's how I feel too. <laughs> so that was one of the first ones. I met Brett. Um, I always heck up his last name when I was in Austin, who was one of the facilitators. Um, and that's how I learned about Aussie you know, awesome. Ed. And I met them through Carl Hooker, who ran the iPad Palooza that I presented at cool. last year. So all of those connections 
are from trying new things. And I think that would be yeah. my close um, for this session for me is I think that's important. Follow five new people, reach out to share something, and try something new within your classroom that is uh, just a little different. Yeah. And how can we get in touch with you? Um, my um, Twitter handle is uh, cterrellteach, um, which I always have to say that uh, when I put that together, I had no idea that it was cterrellteach. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> someone pointed uh, out later. Terrell is T-E-R-R-I-L-L. Um, but I just want to add a few things. We have an Australia connection. I'm presenting at ISTE in Chicago in June, and it's with a woman that I met in, uh, in an ISTE con at an ISTE conference in Denver from Australia in yeah, a coffee line. Down. And we started <laughs> talking. Another friend was with me, and uh, we d invited her to come travel with us, and we've been friends since, and we're wow. doing a collaborative global project with uh, her students, she's a university professor and she travels to Laos and our um, engineering uh, teacher. Give and her a shout uh, out, what's her what Twitter handle if you know um, it? It is um, uh, Rachel Sheffield and it's um, at, uh, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> Wait, look it up, <laughs> I'll give you curtain. time. I'll give you <laughs> time, look it up on your phone. I'll, um, while you're looking that up, I can. Uh, and I just, I just wanna remind people to take risks because I think it's, it's so important and not don't be afraid to fail and fail in front of your kids and um, it's the best learning that you'll have if you let your kids show you they will be engaged they'll be excited um, they'll think it's awesome that they know something that you don't and <laughs> if you're yeah. open to letting them to to take you down that road you'll be on a whole new journey in life and um, you know jump on board on Twitter you know I think we had a, a thing in our Twitter session, our um, last session, about how Twitter might not change your life. Well, I actually changed mine. I, mean, I really met, I've met so many people from mm -hmm. all over the world that I would never have made connections changed with. My life, yeah. yeah, use social media. I've learned a lot from people. I mean, I didn't meet Matt on, on Twitter, but we stay connected that way and yeah. other people. So it's so nice. You never know who you'll come across and what you'll learn yeah. from them. Yeah, so I feel open. the same way about Twitter. Yeah. I have a love for Twitter because yeah. I connected with people. And I, I just feel like I have a group of friends that I would not have without Twitter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I joke with my husband, but I'm not joking. He knows I'm serious. <laughs> that um, just meeting JC and Mandy down from Pittsburgh and there, um, we just recorded a, a podcast episode. So I'm not sure what episode it's going to be, but look for it, my friends. <laughs> um, I want to go down and meet them. I want to visit Pittsburgh because they gush about it and tell me all the cool, amazing STEM things that are down there. And I'm like, we're road tripping to Pittsburgh. I don't know <laughs> when it's going to be, but it's going to happen. I need to meet them. And <coughs> you'll be so starstruck when you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so fun. Well, when I was Skyping with them the other day for the, um, the episode, I just felt like I was fangirling. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys are so amazing. And I, I look at the people that I'm friends with and I think, oh wow, I look forward to when I can um, continue to you know, be as, ma as amazing as you guys are. Like I want to continue my career and, and rise myself up you know, with teaching and, and this podcast and, and see what's out there and, and really just, I mean, they're right, they want, JC has written a book and like I just like how amazing is that? I want to write a book. You know what I yeah. mean? Like obviously I'm not going to write a book right now. But when when you I feel could. like I'm ready to write a book, <laughs> I would love to be able to chance to write a book. And I would never have thought that, that was even a possibility if I hadn't met her. 
You know what I mean? And she had given me those goals that she didn't realize she was giving me you know, just because <laughs> yeah. I was fangirling, you know? So, I mean, anyone that doesn't have a Twitter, get a Twitter, join a Twitter hashtag group. Did you find your friend? I did. Perfect. It's at Science Ed Curtin. Science, capital E-D, Curtin. She's Perfect. a doctor. All right. <laughs> I'm going to follow her, too. Yeah. Doctors. Doctors. <laughs> um, and if anyone would like to get in touch with me, uh, my Twitter is at steamuptheclsrm, and my website is steamuptheclassroom.com. Thank you so much Thanks for, for having coming us. on. This is Thanks so great. Thanks for having us. This is great. This is awesome. Good conversation. Thanks. All right. Until next time, my friends.